Hey, well, this week we're, we're heading into another short week. It's quite nice, isn't it, really, starting off the year and you get a, last week was a shorter week with anniversary Monday off and this week we've got Waitangi Day and uh, nice to have a day off, but Waitangi Day is a very special uh, day for uh, us in New Zealand and it's, uh, it's like an annual reminder that we are... We are one people in New Zealand, but we are many people. One people, but many people. And I know that even using that language, it can sometimes it, it upsets some people. Um, it's like, but you know, but in New Zealand, it's it's a very unique place. In New Zealand, we have the Tangata Whenua, the people of the land, and. Uh, the Māori people are they're really the heart, the heart and soul of this of this nation. They are, it's it's their place that uh, that we've come to, and uh, they're so so important to us. But they've they've been outnumbered by the the non-Māori immigrants, and 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 many of of them that came, they came with with kind hearts and. Uh, wanting to to come with with love, but uh, but there was a few self interested and powerful people that came to this country that uh, treated the Maori people terribly, and uh, they kind of ignored the 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 letter of the treaty and the spirit of the treaty, and uh, and the Maori people. Such a, a beautiful people have, uh, uh, they're still, still really recovering a little from the trauma of land wars and uh, cultural persecution and cultural, cultural appropriation. And, and uh, so for our Maori people that are here today, that you are the people of the land and we honor you this morning. And I can't really speak for a lot of I can't speak for groups, but I can speak as pastor of this church. And as pastor of this church, I want to say that we're grateful for all that Maoridom brings that reflects the heart of God. And as a, as a pastor and a brother in Christ, I'd like to pray for you. Pray a blessing on you. So God, we just thank you for everyone that's here this morning, God. We pray blessing on them. God, we pray that, that you would lift them, God, into more and more of the goodness of your kingdom and that you would bless them in Jesus' name. But in New Zealand, we've got, uh, we've got a lot of people that have come over the years now that uh, English speaking, English is the predominant language spoken by 96% of the population. We've got increasing immigration from people from many countries um, around New Zealand, uh, sorry, around the world, and uh, many countries of, uh, of Asia and North America and South America and Africa and, and everywhere in between. And, 
Um, and it's not surprising that people come to New Zealand because I read a report, uh, you probably wonder why I really report, so this was a United Nations report <laughs> um, in 2018 was saying that New Zealand was in the, in the top two nations of the world that are, uh, are a great place to, to immigrate to. And I think it's because that as New Zealanders that we, we've got, we just like helping people. We've got just a good heart. We like to learn about people from other places. And, and so people like coming here. And uh, it's, I think it's part of our Christian heritage in this nation that uh, is one of wanting to help uh, others. And th- did you notice that one in three Aucklanders uh, were not born in New Zealand? One in three. Hey? We... we uh, we did our part. One, we got three kids. One of those was born overseas. We're just keeping, it, keeping up with it. But, you know, this, this ethnic diversity, it makes New Zealand such a vibrant place to live. And uh, it's interesting. In the, in the, in the Treaty of Waitangi, it, it talks about the tangata whenua, the people of the land. And it talks about uh, the tangata tariti, the people of the treaty, which is every, everyone that calls New Zealand home. And it was calling them together to, to live life well together. But you know, for every person of every race, every nation, every tongue, there's this incredible invitation of God to be his people, to be his people, one people, united in him, living in love and acceptance and unity and hope. And the apostle Peter in the Bible, he, just, he describes this, 1 Peter 2 verse 9. And we apologize that somehow the kind of the screen's gone a little bit weird. So we might, you might miss a few things off the top. But 1 Peter 2 9 says this, but you are a chosen people. This is the people, the Jesus people, the people that have chosen to follow Jesus. He says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So as God's people, all of us, we are one people, we are one nation, One nation, a holy nation. And at Coast Vineyard, we just love that people uh, come here from different parts of the world that are now living here. And like, here's some of the ones I know of, okay? We've got Canada. We've got USA. I was expecting a like big loud thing from them, but they've been very well behaved this morning. (laughs) We've got Brazil. And and they're also very loud, but they're very well behaved as well. But uh, Australia... Korea, China, Malaysia, Philippines, India, Indonesia, England, Wales, Scotland, Netherlands. (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) We've got Estonia, Zimbabwe, South Africa. Uh, Great to see our new friends from Nigeria here. Coil. Uh, have I missed anyone? 
Austria. Okay. Samoa. Did I hear Samoa? No. France. France. South Island. No, we're not going to go there. Okay. Okay. Have you seen that great movie? It should have probably won an Academy Award, uh, Dumb and Dumber. And it starts off and he's talking to this lady and trying to chat up this lady. And he says, oh, where are you from? And she says, I'm from Austria. And he goes, well, throw another shrimp on the barbie. Um, <laughs> dumb and dumber, right? But isn't that cool? Just, this is just amongst us. There's people from all of these places. Uh, and, um, and because of the growing swirl of, of cultures in our city and in our church, it's so important that we do a few things that will help us as many different peoples to be the one people of God together. So we're going to look at a couple of things this morning that's going to help us. Sound good? Okay. So the first thing I want to encourage us in is that we need to learn. We need to learn. We need to learn about each other. And I'm going to invite uh, Michael Brown to come up, and he's going to give us some great input that, uh, on that this morning just to share some of his, his journey. So why don't you give him a welcome? Yes. Kia ora, tēnā koutou katoa. Good morning. Welcome to everyone gathered here. I'd like to share a little bit of uh, my uh, pipiha or, or story of who I am as a way of introduction from my father's side. Ko kapu kato maka toku maunga. Ko puki teraki toku marae. Ko naitahu toku iwi. Ko patahi toku tipuna. Uh, Mount Kargil uh, out of Dunedin is the mountain that I affiliate with. Uh, Pukitaraki Marae uh, near Waikoiti uh, in Otago is my family's uh, marae, uh, which my grandmother on my father's side grew up and spent time on. I'm of Naitahu descent. Naitahu is the predominant tribe in the South Island, the Māori tribe, and Pātahi is one of my ancestors. No Otapoti Ahau. Ke Whangaparoa hau e noho ana. Ke Shine TV Rima Media e Mahiana. I'm from Dunedin. I live up the coast here in Whangaparoa uh, and I work at Shine TV and uh, Rima Media. Ko Brown toku whānau. Ko Gail toku whaia. Ko Ian toku mātua. My family name is Brown. Uh, my mother's name is Gail and my father's name is Ian. Ko Fiona toku wahine, ko Nathaniel Rato, ko Luca, ko Ashu, Asha, Aku Tamariki. This is my wife Fiona, and our three sons, are, their names are Nathaniel, Luca, and Asha. Ko Michael toku ingoa. My name is Michael. Noreira tena koto, tena koto, tena tato katoa. Good morning. It's lovely to uh, meet you. Um, this morning, if I haven't met you uh, before, Fiona, uh, my wife and I have been coming along uh, since we moved to the coast um, uh, about five years ago, and, and we just uh, love it here. Uh, this morning, I just, as Matt shared, I just wanted to share some of the things that uh, I've learned. I'm a uh, uh, fairly white look. I am of Māori descent, um, uh, of the pale skin variety. Um, uh, 
But also, uh, but that, that's part of my heritage, but also I have uh, English and Finnish and I uh, come, like many uh, families and people who live in these countries, I've got a, a lot of people who came to this land and formed part of who I am. The first thing I wanted to share about was um, a little, little bit uh, about my work and as it relates to this week uh, with Waitangi Day. Uh, so uh, in my work with uh, Shine TV and Rima Media, uh, this week we're traveling to Waitangi to do, cover, do some broadcast coverage from the commemorations and the celebrations there. Uh, growing up, actually last year was the first time I'd ever been to Waitangi Day, uh, Waitangi on uh, Waitangi Day. And prior to that, uh, I only knew of what it, I had seen in news media uh, and my perspective of that. Uh, and all I had seen prior to that was um, on news media was a, often was a lot of um, uh, perhaps protests or unrest or things that people that were taking an opportunity to say, well, actually, you know what, we don't feel like we're being listened to here. Uh, a few years ago, I was uh, encouraged uh, actually by my, my mother and father. They, on their journey of learning as well, they went on a, a hikoi or a pilgrimage with a church group to Waitangi. And they said it turned their lives around. To, in their growing up uh, as a Christian of this country, they hadn't realized the spiritual significance of Waitangi. And so that was the quest that uh, in my work and in our work we've been on on the last couple a couple of years. Uh, in my work, we've, uh, the last 18 months, we've been uh, recognizing the importance of broadcast to be able to, be able to speak the language properly. So we've been taking um, uh, just really basic Te Reo Māori 101 courses. How do we pronounce the language properly? As broadcasters, we feel that we have an obligation to be able to uh, not be ignorant and to be able to honor the language um, of this country but also uh, to be able to, to learn. What I discovered uh, in going to Waitangi was just an incredible, what I believe is the spiritual, uh, spiritual significance of Waitangi. And uh, despite my, what you may have seen or heard elsewhere, what your experiences may have been, um, my experience is that Waitangi is a day where God is honored, where we celebrate the founding of our nation. And when I heard and I learned that it was the, and the missionaries and the role that they had in bringing the gospel to this country, to the Maori people, uh, and it was, there were many mission groups that did it, the Anglican missionaries, the Methodist missionaries, the French Catholic missionaries. And working with the Maori people and becoming friends with them, and it was the missionaries who saw what was happening in that time in the, in the early 18, about in the early 1800s, and they were the ones that petitioned the British Crown to form a treaty, to uh, extend a treaty of partnership with the Tangata Whenua. See, Christendom has been at the heart of a founding of our nation. It was the missionaries, the people sent by God, the church that said, saw, saw the need for uh, what the gospel and what the church could do in bringing peoples together. Uh, if you haven't been to a Waitangi Day celebration or commemorations before, I'd encourage you to go. It's, it's wonderful. The, uh, 
you will hear of, uh, there's a couple of, there's, there's a lot that happens. A couple of the key things that happen uh, is the dawn ceremony. At 5 a.m., that's early, uh, that's the meeting house uh, on the upper treaty grounds. And it's a church service. It's a, it's a one-hour church service facilitated by Bishop Kitohi Pikahu. He's the Anglican Maori Bishop for Northland. Uh, and it's a service of prayers for our nation on Waitangi Day. And it's led not only by the bishop, but also members of our parliament, elected officials, beginning with the prime minister, the leader of the opposition, political parties, cabinet ministers, but also the chief justice, the police commissioner, the chief of navy, uh, leaders, uh, tribal leaders, Maori leaders, many heads of church denominations, all gathered together, gathered together, and were there praying. It's a one-hour service. There is no politics. It's just prayers to God. And I think, as for me, it was just remarkable to see that in here, here for a nation and for a government that sometimes is reported to declare that this is a secular nation, yet on our, still on our national day, the day that we celebrate uh, who we are as a nation and the, and the partnership between tangata whenua Māori and the people of the treaty, uh, that the heart of it is prayers for our nation to God. It's incredible. Uh, also, uh, it's not widely reported, but if you've ever, because it doesn't make the news, but at 10 a.m. on Waitangi Day, there is an interdenominational church service, a wonderful gathering, cultures coming together, lifting the name of Jesus, worshipping, uh, um, praising our God. And that's a wonderful event. And I think, as I, as I mentioned, uh, if all you've, uh, I, I suppose my encouragement to you, and it's not about encouraging you to go to Waitangi, though I believe that every person, every New Zealander or person that calls New Zealand home should make it um, a goal in their life to be at Waitangi on a Waitangi day. You might, sure, you may see on the news, and even this week, you might see some noisy protesters, but they're the minority. Of the thousands of people who gathered there, uh, my lasting impression is that it's a family event, it's a festival event, it's celebration, it's the images of children on bouncy castles and going down inflatable slides, the celebration of a people coming together. Uh, and of course, if you can't make it, that's my, in my capacity for my work this week, we're broadcasting the whole event, so it'll be broadcast live on Shine Television and Facebook uh, as well. But I think more than that, what I, what I learned uh, and I, what I've seen, and I am only on my journey, I'm just learning for myself, I'm not an expert, but I see other Christians and church groups there as well as agents of reconciliation and peace. Uh, there's a wonderful, on the lower marae, Waitangi marae, uh, there's, a, there's, there's a lot happening on that marae. It's, a, it's the marae they essentially hosts, they're the host marae for the uh, for the event for Waitangi. And over that, over this week, they will invite more than 30,000 people will come through that marae. And they'll open their doors to anyone that would come and extend manakitanga, hospitality. And on that marae, there's a, there's a group going in, there's a three-day Christian event called Worship at Waitangi. And three days of just praise and worship 
and it's there in one of the biggest marquees on the, on the marae. Another Christian group, the Karufa Trust, they're leading a, every year they lead a, lead a, a hikoi or a pilgrimage where churches or groups or people that want to learn more about the story of the treaty, they'll come to, together to learn about uh, our story and also to serve the local marae. Uh, there's a phrase um, that I'm, we're using as part of our broadcast coverage on Shine TV. Uh, it goes like this. It says, And it means together under God. And I think that for me, uh, I see that as a real heart. As Matt was talking about, we are one people, many peoples, but together under God. And the second and the last thing I wanted to um, talk briefly about uh, was the importance of our, of our pipiha, or our story, and our heritage, and, the, uh, and where we've come from. When I introduced, when I stood up, you, uh, I introduced myself in Te Reo Māori, and I shared uh, um, my pipiha, which is essentially just my story of, of who I am. And that's part of the journey that I've been on as part of my work this year. We've been learning basic, very basic um, Te Reo Māori, but also how to what, what is a pipiha? What does it mean to be able to share your story? And I learned that uh, if you, when you meet Māori people, if you're invited onto a marae or into a situation, one of the first things you'll do before you get onto to anything else, before any conversations or before any business, the first thing is to mihi or to talk, and to share a pipiha and to talk about the identity, uh, who, who are you, who am I and where have I come from? And as I think about it, I think that the pipiha or story, it really is about identity. It's about sharing with others, this is who I am. This is where I've come from and what, this is my background and has formed who I am today. And I, it was amazing as we went through this uh, journey at uh, my work. And uh, we have, uh, we're a multicultural staff and team as well with many both born in New Zealand, but as many or more who are recent uh, immigrants. And some of my colleagues who are, you know, from, who are recent immigrants, whether uh, from England or South Africa, they enjoy the process of learning and discovering their pipiha as well, to be able to tell their story. And they said, actually, their story, and they, where they grew up, which river they grew up on in South Africa, in the mountain or the area. For them, that journey of discovery and saying, this is who I am, they found that they were talking to their parents and they were saying, tell me where I've come from. And uh, it was incredibly rich and, and meaningful. And I think about our identity and I think it's, uh, I've, I've shared my, um, my pipiha from my father's side, but I know that for many of us or anyone who's been on, uh, we've come from many places. But equally important to me is uh, some of my, uh, from my mother's side, my European or my, my English and my my Finnish ancestry. And I know how important it is to hear the stories from my grandfather and my grandmother where they've, we've worked to trace where my great-grandmother was an immigrant to this country. And for them, the time that they spent to discover where did, where did, uh, where did our family come from? Who, what is our story? What, what were the reasons behind that happened? And anyone that's been on Ancestry.com, it's the same thing. I think it's incredibly sharing a pipiha or understanding your, your story is important. And I think more important is actually 
taking the time to be able to get to know one another, to be able to share that story with each other. When we understand uh, and talk to people, to even if they're from a different culture or a background, to take the time to say, for, to hear where they have come from. What is their story? Who, what has made them? Where is their identity? What has formed and made who they are as we get to understand and learn who each other is? And as Matt uh, talked about, of course, as followers of Jesus, our identity too is in Christ. Through Jesus, we're all given the right to be called children of God. And regardless of where we've come from or, or which, uh, whether we are from this land, Tangata Whenua, whether we're immigrants from our grandparents or great-grandparents, or maybe there'll be some that have just arrived in the last couple of months, we're all created in the image of God. That was good, eh? Um, and wouldn't it be good if we made the effort to learn about other people and ask them, like, tell me your pipiha. Um, what's your story? Tell me about where you're from. Tell me your journey. And, uh, you know, asking questions. You know, asking questions is not having a conversation where you're getting ready just to add your brilliance to the conversation. It's, uh, it's, being interested in the person, being interested in them instead of wanting them to be interested in you. You know, it's like being interested in people, asking questions. It's a, it's a hallmark of humility. It says in the Bible, Philippines, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. There's a great book that was written a few years ago now, um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And um, one of his habits is seek first to understand. Seek first to understand. We can't just assume that we know about people and what they think and where they're coming from. Jacinda and I watched this movie just uh, about a week ago. It was called Leave No Trace. It was a really interesting movie about this, uh, this dad and teenage daughter that were living in the forest just outside of Portland, Oregon. And he was ex-military, had been in combat, was suffering from post-traumatic stress, and couldn't really be around people. But uh, this teenage daughter was—they were happy, they were doing great. She, you know, you, you learned later in the movie that they did some t academic testing. She was ahead of her peers because Dad was teaching her stuff. And so, but they, um, the authorities uh, discovered them. And they said, you know, we, you need to be, they, they decided what was best for them. They said, you need to be in a house. You need to be going to school. You need to be doing this and that. And the, the, the sorry, spoiler alert, um, the, the journey that it ended up with the, the dad and the daughter not being able to be together. You know, it was, so we just can't assume that, what, you know, we know what's best for people. Um, There's a question for you. How many people have thought it was a bit paranoid when you saw like um, people wearing uh, face masks in airports? A little bit, yeah, who's looking smart now? Those guys wearing the face masks, yeah. Like, um, I was at the airport on, on Tuesday and I saw a lot more people wearing them than normal. And it's just, and a lot of 
um, people that you didn't usually see wearing face masks, you know, and it's, but you know, you can make judgments about people, think like, oh, that's silly or that's not, but like, uh, I just want to help you out too with the airport tip, like I flew Jetstar, and you know how like they say, you got to, if you carry on luggage, it's got to be this size and it's got to weigh this much, well, I got there and they actually weighed my bag, and it like, it was, you allow seven kgs, it was 6.8 kgs, I'm going, sweet, and they go, no, no, put your other bag on top, we're going to weigh them both, you know, 11 kgs, and, uh, and I said, like, and she says, oh, like, that'll be like, you have to pay $65, I'm like, oh, I said, could I, like, rearrange things a little, like, like, put some clothes on, and, and, like, what's the, what's the, what's the, if you got a little bit of tolerance, they said, we'll give you... She reluctantly told me, this is a tip, right, that you could, they'll go up to 7.9. So I went into the, into the bathrooms, put a T-shirt on, put a sweatshirt on, and put my laptop on. <laughs> Just... <laughs> so come back, put my bags back on the... Couldn't... On the scales... 7.9. So, um, just helping you out here, little, little life tips there. But let's do a little bit more learning together. Um, I'm going to invite uh, Tabo, Tabo Mokwina, come on up. Tabo is very recently in New Zealand from South Africa, fast becoming a, a good friend, and uh, grab a microphone, and because um, it's... Uh, Jump on up here. He's a good dude. And, um, but just be good to just hear a little bit about, maybe a little bit about your family, uh, first of all, and where you're up to in the whole process of landing here. Wow. Thanks. Thanks, uh, Matt. And, uh, well, quite a, quite a honor. And uh, I, I'm grateful that I can get to, to share. Um, and by the way, um, it was not 18... Um, going to say cultures or tribes, it's 20. There was a, a Kevin's uh, wife there said Germany, so you yeah. forgot about Germany. All right. So 20, 20s, it's really amazing. I didn't actually think it was even 10, so uh, really diverse. So yeah, so I think um, just, just from our side in terms of, um, you know, my background, uh, firstly, Kia ora. Kia ora. And uh, I come from South Africa. So, so our traditional greeting is, how's it? <laughs> so so it's, uh, it's, it means hello and, and, and how are you? And uh, there's also other slang ones like uh, hola, uh, awe, which is like more, you know, slang, rural kind of neighborhood. Um, yeah, and I think, um, you know, just, just, yeah, my name, Tabo, means joy. Um, my second name, Ramutsumi, means hunter. And, and my surname, Mokwena, means uh, from the crocodile tribe. So I'm a joyful uh, crocodile hunter. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, so born and bred, uh, you know, in, in, in about 60 kilometers south of Johannesburg. Johannesburg is sort of Auckland, uh, we, just, we just don't have the awesome beach and the sails. Uh, so yeah, so um, I'm the youngest of the five um, siblings and, um, you know, grew up in a, in a lower middle class kind of uh, 
neighborhood. Uh, my, late, my late parents, um, my dad passed away in 2014, mom 2004. So, um, you know, they, 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 they grew up in a sort of apartheid, race disintegration kind of neighborhood. Um, and, uh, but they, they really gave their best and, and, and really just, um, just, just love their kids and, and wanted us to be more better educated than them because they never even both of them reached metric. So, um, yeah, so, um, so, 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 yeah, just to carry on, after, after finishing school, um, moved to, to Pretoria, uh, to the capital city of, of uh, you know, South Africa, like Wellington, uh, once more, no beach there. <laughs> so, so, then thereafter, you know, a few years later, I, I, I got to, 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 to meet my wife, in, you know, that was also studying in Pretoria. Um, so yeah, just about my family, you know, been married for 13 years, um, and, and we've got two uh, wonderful young boys. Um, my family is currently in South Africa, and, and uh, um, you know, they'll be joining me in April, um, and, and I, was, I, was, I was sent to, to come to this awesome country to set up the base, mm. and my wife took the task of uh, wrapping up um, our livelihood in, in South Africa, and also serving notice uh, at, a, at a work at the hospital where she's working. So, wh why did we come to New Zealand? I, I think, um, sure, wow, I can say a mouthful. But we visited uh, New Zealand um, back in September 2018, uh, just to, to come and look and see the site and, and, and also uh, visit some friends that had, that had immigrated to New Zealand uh, over, over the years. And, uh, and we really loved this place. We fell in love with it. And I think it, it kind of reminded my, my wife, Samantha, and I when, when we were, you know, when we had our honeymoon to travel uh, back in 2006. We also got lovely coastals, by the way, in South Africa. So there's this garden root peninsula, very green, very tropical, that um, we, 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 we got to travel for about two weeks. So there was a lot of resemblance and, and, and uh, we could, we could res you know, it resonated a lot with us. So, um, but, but interesting enough, um, you know, three years prior visiting New Zealand, you know, my wife and I were, were, were keen to immigrate to Canada or UK. We, we weren't particularly sure, and just, just really particularly for, for just our careers and, you know, just, just uh, you know, hearing that it's a good country to, to live and raise kids. Um, so we 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 glad we decided not to. I think I think you know with the weather, um, and I think I guess God knew the the best place to yeah, to come and immigrate to. Like like Matt said, you know, in the top two in top two countries. So I'm really I think uh, yeah grateful just how God steer things up. Can I jump in and ask like what yeah. was hard for you with just because you're very recently in yeah. New Zealand? What was hard for you when you arrived? So what was really hard is just. Um, you know, getting a job. I think um, I, I'd, I'd quit from, from, from the bank back in South Africa. I came here, left my family back home, and for three months, marketing and trying to set up a, a, an opportunity. And, and that took a while, but um, thank God, you know, once we had a sense of humor, within three, three months, secured a job, went back home, and then I'd just been here for, for two weeks. Mm. So, yeah, and I think the strong currency of New Zealand, I find myself constantly multiplying by 10 to like, oh, you know, yeah. uh, 
um, you know, quite a, quite a bit of money that, that you kind of part with. But um, I think, yeah, when I start earning in dollars, so, you know, it makes things a bit different. Mm. And, 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 yeah, just leaving the family as well, you know, just, just my relatives, you know. It's, yeah. it's and been, was there something, as, you know, with being here as well, was there something that was actually helpful that we could sort of be aware of, you know, that was, you know, learn? That, yeah. um, was there something that someone did for you or that you thought, oh, that was helpful? Yeah, I think I think um, very good question there, Matt. I, I think uh, there's special people worth worth mentioning here. You know, the Alexandras. Um, I, I'm not sure if they're here. I haven't seen them today. Um, and and the Humphreys. You know, and, and there's a couple of guys from from the North Shore and also in Wellington that really just just encouraged me, open up their homes, gave really valuable input uh, of yeah. of what it takes to survive. Uh, or to try thrive in this in this beautiful yeah. uh, country. All right. Hey, well, thank you so much for sharing. He's a good guy, eh? Hey? Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. We're grateful that you're here, man. Great. You can take it. But those are, uh, there'd be a lot of people here, like probably, probably one in three that have uh, come to this country that would have had some hard things as they figure out New Zealand, and there would have been some helpful things. So, but we need to learn. Another thing, we'll just uh, race through these and then we'll, um, we'll finish up. Another thing that's important for us is that with people that are a little bit different to us is that we need to be kind. We need to be kind. You know, it's one of the fruit of the, the Spirit that says in Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, and uh, I saw this incredible example of kindness just uh, just this week. Um, I was picking up a, a gas bottle from Bunnings, and I was just sitting in my car, and I was watching these one this lady got into her like like looked like a, a mum uh, a mum car, and another lady. It's uh, <laughs> a nice car. <laughs> But this other lady, who was a little bit older, got into a, a very nice European convertible. And they kind of backed out at the same time. I'm thinking, they're going to bang into each other. Boom. And um, I'm so nervous, I'm going to get myself in trouble. The, the mum <laughs> um, got out just really upset. And this older lady got out of her car and first thing she did is she walked over to her and gave her a big hug. Didn't expect that. And they looked at their cars and they're like, you know, she'll be right. Gave her another hug and off they went. It's just kindness. You know, kindness is not um, meeting a Chinese person and saying you need to go back to China because you might have the flu or you might have the virus. That's not kind. That's, that's, kindness is getting alongside people from China and say, like, how are you doing? You know, how's your family? How, you know, are, you, are you going okay? When we went to Nepal as a, uh, a small team from here, um, and we hiked up to a village you could only get to by hiking, there was no roads. You had to hike three three hours from where you could drive to, and um, and you know when we got there, 
the team that we went, the, the um, Nepali team that uh, we went with, they made like a, uh, a seat for the toilet for us Westerners. And uh, it was just as well, because Jono was uh, going to need that quite often at that stage of the trip. <laughs> and, uh, but isn't that just kindness? To like, to look, I just, um, we need to be kind. And last thing just for today is that we need to call each other forward into the things of God. Like we all come with things from our culture and some things are, are godly things. And some things of our culture, actually we need to let go of that they're not godly things. And um, we, um, a few years back now, when I was doing youth work as a, as a young guy young, in my 20s, and we, um, one of these young Māori guys um, came to faith and uh, was coming towards being baptised. And, uh, and as we're heading there, he started sort of manifesting uh, a, an evil spirit. But I was just a young guy. I didn't really know what was going on. And I was just sort of praying for him, and he was going like, he was going like this is weird, eh? And I'm going, yeah, it's weird. And we go, oh, well, you know, we'll just keep praying. And, and then when we baptized him, this, this demonic spirit just kind of grabbed a hold of him and, and went quite full on. Like, this is in front of a relatively conservative Baptist church. You might have even been there for when that happened. But, um, and um, me and this other guy was uh, baptizing this, uh, this young guy. And um, the other guy was a Raratong guy who worked out, so he was like, his arms were as big as my thighs. You know, were actually probably bigger than my thighs. I haven't got, I haven't got thighs, that's why I wear long shorts, is because I don't have thighs. <laughs> um, so I didn't, that's not in my notes. Um, but, but this guy who worked out, like, was trying to, like, this guy was just going really full on and this guy couldn't even hold him this was just a skinny little 16 year old guy right in front of church had all these like you know ladies in the front row were just like their hair was like <laughs> what's going on and he's punching holes in walls and we're just praying and one of the guys that were um, praying uh, for him got felt like um, that God had said to him it's the spirit of Maori tanga and I was like like and we prayed, and I was like, I was a bit nervous because of cultural things. It's like, is this, you know? But we prayed, and it sort of settled down. We baptized him. It was awesome, you know? And he just went on to, to good things. Um, but I spoke to um, uh, a Māori uh, Christian guy that uh, had a lot of respect for, uh, Matt Hakeaka. You guys know me. And, um, and Matt was really clear. He said, like, was it the, when you got that word, was it the spirit of Māori or the spirit of Māori tanga? He said, no, it was the spirit of Māori tanga. And he goes, good, because the spirit of Māori, that's not a thing, you know, that, that's like, but the Māori tanga, there is parts of that where there's sort of some ancestral um, spirit worship and things that was, could, be, could be tied with that. And it was just this, and he said, you know, there's, there's some things of culture that, like, you, like, like, like the Māori culture is not, you know, it's not, it's not good or bad, it's, it's a mix of culture, but the, the parts of this Māori tanga was specifically like there were things that you need to leave behind in order to step into the things of God. And, um, and it's important like that it's kind of, it, it's, uh, there are things of culture that we need to celebrate and in, in God that we need to 
just say, yes, that is amazing. And there's some things we need to go, that's, that's something that you need to, to leave behind. Does that make sense? And uh, so... I just, it, when people go on trips to, to some different countries and they go like, they look at TripAdvisor, what's the best thing to do in, um, in Bangkok? And they'll say, oh, you need to go and go to the Hindu temples. They're beautiful. And these people will go to these temples and they're like, they're just watching what people do and they go and do the same things and they don't realize that like there's, there's power to some spiritual things. And you just like, you don't know what you're opening yourselves up to and um, just, we just got to be careful with things uh, of culture. I've got some few more stories to go tell you about that are really interesting. But just for the sake of time, we'll just keep uh, keep rolling on. Let me just let me just finish with this. Um, and we'll just get the band up, eh? So um, we're going to sing that song um, as we finish. But for Jacinda and I, we're about to have a young man come and uh, live with us this year. Josh, some of you met Josh when he came out with his parents, Noel and Donna, about uh, four months ago. And uh, Josh's parents are the national directors of the vineyard uh, churches in the Himalayan region in, uh, in Nepal, northern India there. And uh, Josh has lived his life in the villages in the Himalayan foothills. And uh, Oriwa is a little different. <laughs> and we're going to need to do, a, we're going to need to learn a lot uh, from Josh, and we're going to learn. We're going to need to, you know, bring kindness and and help and patience to him as uh, as we do that. But we just felt that the nudge of the Spirit of God saying to invite him to live with us. He's coming here to study. Um, miraculous things have happened in order to get him here. Like again, I could ask me about these uh, these stories. It's pretty cool when you see God uh, God moving. Um, but. For us, we're going to be on this journey with, with Josh as he's living with us. Um, but let me just finish with this. I want to um, ask you a question. You know, whether you're a, a majority ethnicity or a minority ethnicity, you know, will you do your part to make Coast Vineyard a great family? Because we, we have to do, we have to work, do the work to make that happen. We have to... Um, we have to learn from one another. We have to be kind to one another. We have to be patient. Um, you know, will we, will we be people that will love each other and forgive each other, learn from each other, serve each other, help new people be welcomed? You know, would we do that? I was reading, Teara is online, it's the Encyclopedia of New Zealand, and they, they were looking at future statistics, they say that by 2036, it's not that far away, 2036, Maori, Pacific, and Asian people are expected to make up just over 50% of the population. So, and that will be reflected in our church. So let's do the work of having open arms and kindness and patience, embrace people of different skin color and different accents and uh, different languages so that together we can become this beautiful family of God. Why don't we stand together? Ben's going to just lead us as we finished in, uh, in the song called Tu Here. 
but just before they do, and as they're singing, I want to invite you to be pondering a couple of things. Do you need to repent of racism this morning? And racism is just projecting a negative thing on someone just because of their ethnicity. And I know that um, I had a, one of my family members um, was pretty down on uh, an ethnic group because of things that had happened to him. And I remember having to work so hard not to take on that, his offense. And, um, you know, let me just, like repentance is good for the soul. And church is a great place to repent. It's what we do. We come to God and we say, God, I think I've made a mistake in this thing. Or I, I haven't done this well. Or I remember that thing. And, and, and we can just come to God and say, God, would you forgive me? I, I, I turn from that. Would you forgive me? And he is, his forgiveness is limitless towards us. And you just may want to do that just as we sing. You may just want to take a moment just where you are. And just go, God, yes, I've done this. I've done that. Would you forgive me? And just one other thing is that you might be here this morning looking for God. And this is a great place to come if you're looking for God. People here have found God and are living a life with God. And if that's you this morning, I'd encourage you to in this song, it's just like make today your day. And just just in this, in this moment, just say, yes, God. Today I say yes to you, to, to, to knowing you and following you and walking with you. Let's sing together.